When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 103. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Cisgender Kaplan, the president <laughs> of the Alt Middle. <laughs> you can find me at Turner B Sparks on Twitter. You can find Cisgender Kaplan at Cap in America on Twitter. Also, we're on Instagram. We are Cap in America is me. You and then you, you, I got to promote us, right? Lost in America Pod. Yes. At Instagram. Go and follow I'm Turner us. Sparks. Yeah, pictures. We're gonna put some pictures from today's episode before it comes out. Which you wouldn't know till you listen, but for next week, be ready. <laughs> There's going to be pictures up there during the week. You're going to see us in action. On the be podcast, more social. On the podcast today, we have Jonah Kessel of from, the New York Times. From the New York, da, 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 New York Times. We got the big time journalist coming in. I think he's going to tell us who Anonymous was. Right? That's where we got him in. Anonymous. The, op- the, op- the op-ed about uh, the the Trump administration. Isn't oh, that, isn't that what we're going to talk I about? You meant like the terrorist organization. <laughs> yes. Anonymous. We've already moved on. There's already a new anonymous. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're breaking news here. No, no, no. I'm saying that you. Uh, okay, so. No, but he's actually going to talk to us about Russia, right? Is that, he, yeah. He went he was to Russia. In Russia. So he's a videographer. Is a, a videographer is the term, right? Yes. For the New York Times, he's uh, he has a ton of stuff up there, but he's yeah he's doing this huge top secret story. He did a documentary, a movie on yeah. a documentary, I guess, on uh, Russia, and he was just there. He's going to tell us. He's going to give us some tips. A little, little tip, a little taste of what's to come. A little taste of what's to come before all that, Kaplan. Yeah. We, 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 are you feeling a little hungover? No? Yeah, we from, went to from the- From all the parties we've been going to. The PBS party. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that, should we start with that? I think we should start with that because we talked Lucky about Chow. it a few weeks ago. It's the, the TV show. The TV show Lucky Chow on PBS. We're big shots. We're going to be on that coming up soon. We're, we decided, you know what? We don't care. We'll go with the, uh, pub, what is it called? Government-funded State-run. Yeah, state-run propaganda machine. State-run media. We'll go over there. We'll uh, be on, We'll grace them with our presence. Yeah, they made us a good offer, we thought. So, then they go to the, they have a, a, a premiere party for the whole season. What happened? Yeah, and they send us an invite. They say, come at 8.30. 8.30. To, to a big uh, high-rolling event. It's a very complicated place, a nice hotel down in the Meatpacking District. We go in there. We get to the party. They also said dress nice. Dress nice, yes. Dress smart. Yes. So I got, you know, 8.30. I get there at 8.45. You know, you want to be too early. You don't want to sure. look desperate. I'm a star. You're you know, a star. You don't get I had there my, I had the publicist for the pod telling me if it was crowded. He was over there ahead of time, making sure I wasn't walking in his empty room. Making said sure. there were enough people there. I show up. Yes. I say hi to the gang, and I go to get a drink. And I see a menu. I order like a Moscow Mule, since that sounds like a fun drink, right? Well, that's a it's classic. A good, it's on brand, international. Russian. And then the the bar, you know, what the bartender says to me, "What? Would you like to start a tab? This is a premiere party for our TV show we are starring in." Whoa! <laughs> this happened to me. I know. I didn't want to tip it, but I came in five minutes after you. Yeah. They didn't even ask. I think they did ask me that, or maybe not. They just said, "Oh, it'll be." It was like twenty dollars. Oh, they didn't. Even, they just charged you for they your just drink. Charged me. Yeah. I was so flummoxed. I just paid. And I turn around to you and I'm like, what happened? Did you have to pay for your drink? Yeah. yeah. So I said to them, I thought it's in an, uh, is it an open bar? And so, oh, the open bar is over. <laughs> so when the open bar, and it's like, oh, it's, it, the party started. Uh, apparently the party started maybe before 830. 
I don't know if we're if they had like a secret party or they went through so many drinks in that first ten minutes. There was a real rabid crowd. Thirsty uh, media, state-run media people. Yeah. Here's what, I don't blame. I don't blame Lucky Chow. I don't blame the team over there. I do blame the state-run media. This <laughs> yeah. is what, the United States government, their budget, they're spending all this money on war. Yeah, what's uh, it good for? What's it good for? They're spinning it on Obamacare. I don't yeah. know. Is that a thing? <laughs> but why not drinks for us? Yeah, this is the alt middle. I think we're gonna we're against war and we're against Obamacare. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> okay. we're against free booze we're for against us. PBS financing. Platform. PBS needs more money. Yeah, clearly, uh, they're because they, I said so. Then I about eight. I pounded that first drink that I paid for. Then at eight fifty five. I went to order another drink because I swear I saw a different bartender giving out the open bar. Yes. He's like he gave me the same cold shoulder. It just ended. So the signals weren't crossed. Saw, that's a classic story. Yeah, ah, they, just ended. They see me, they see Kaplan coming. Uh, you know, so I don't, our agent, uh, uh, Todd, manager ah, Todd, yes. he's got to start, we have to have a rider. I'm going to tell you a little bit of Hollywood. This thing called a there's perk deals. There's all sorts of things when you sign contracts. Heard of it. You need to get these things in writing that we are not going to do TV shows anymore unless we have a free, at least a free hour of open bar. <laughs> at least one free hour. We needed a free hour of open bar. Cause, and green m Because the food that was free were Bing's, which is great, but, you know, you're you're eating Bing's all the time. Yeah, exactly. So that was no big specialty to you. So We I, need at least one hour. That's Todd, if you're listening. Todd, that's all we need. You better be listening. What else are you doing? You're our manager. We're <laughs> yeah. your only client. So that's what we need because that was just a very embarrassing experience. I was embarrassed. You know, my wife's already been giving me a hard time about when are we going to see the money from the live pod. Oh, my God. She walks in and all of a sudden I'm buying drinks and she's like, I thought this was a, we had to pay for a babysitter. We're still now, waiting on that now, money, Now, now we're way. spending $100 on a night out. So it's it was, insane. Speaking of money, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, there. You guys go to Amazon. The Everyone, this, we've, money. Had, we've been having our biggest months recently. It's great. Everyone's back. Uh, we're spending money on Amazon. <laughs> you guys are going lostinamericapod.com. Make that a bookmark that. Yeah. Make that your homepage. Yeah. Run and then get rid of Google. When you open up your computer, amazon.com pops yeah. right up. And yeah. No, Lost in America pops. Lost in America pops, pops right, right up. up. <laughs> and then in the right hand corner, there's that advertisement for Audrey Murray's book. Click that. It'll take Buy you that Amazon. book. Great book. Buy the book while you're at it. Then do your regular shopping. It comes, percentage comes to us. Also, cap. I haven't I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast uh, yet on the podcast, but every Friday night I'm when I'm in New York City I'm at the Postmark Cafe in Brooklyn in Park Slope, Brooklyn. I run a show there. I do stand up every single week. You can come see me. It's been selling out since July. We've sold out every single week. So get your tickets. Go on Eventbrite. Get them or just show up. Tell me you're coming. I don't know. Contact me somehow. And uh, come to that show every Friday. Every Friday. Every Park Friday. Slope. I'm going to mark it in my calendar. That's what I want to promote this week. <laughs> Plus, we got kung fu comedy shows all the time. That's great. What about you? You got anything? Do I have anything? No, but I have an announcement. What is it? My basketball team won the champ. I've been in the hipster bookstore basketball league for six years. Oh, yeah. We won the title this week. Wow. I played a grand total of about two minutes in the f two final four games, but that was, that was enough. I get a ring. Garbage. Everyone gets a ring. Well, I played garbage time in the first Final Four game, and then we almost blew the lead. Not really my fault, but they like started pressing. We had a, you know, it was a disaster. I wasn't ready for the for the intensity of these hipster bookstore guys. They come at you hard. They don't I, give up. I can imagine. So in the second game, I just was like, you know what? Let's just celebrate in the sidelines. I had Teddy running the clock, and uh, well, I you're was, the I, was, I had the cigar out. You're the KG veteran ring chasing. Yeah, I well, you know, no, I've been on the same team for all these six years. Oh, I've been on a lot of teams that had early exits from the playoffs. Oh. I've paid my I paid my dues in the league. I got a, a bum hip. I might retire now. The, uh, the press, the woge of the league is asking, is this it? I would, I would retire. I might I come back for the veteran minimum. We'll see. Because you get the best thing about basketball is you get to get and go drinking afterwards. It's an excuse for daytime <laughs> drinking. That's pretty good. And when, you're, when you got kids, you need to find any excuse you can get. Sure. So that's my plug. Congratulate Team Maroon. 
Congratulate Team Maroon. Cap, we have a we are incredibly lost in America this week. Should we get to it? Let's play the music. Play the music. Kaplan, we are both lost in America this week. What you you yeah. want to tell the people what's going well, on? Well, yeah, we've got we are here, we're here in the end studios. Full disclosure, we are. But I don't know if this might be the the swan song here because we got you know Ari Shafir referenced it last week because I think when we had booked the space they didn't want to give us a room and then d- producer. Well, there's been whispers going yeah, around Celeste the office. Celeste said that like, yeah. oh, I don't know if we could squeeze you in this week. We're having we're trying to rearrange things. That we and, might be on our way out. Yeah, and but then, then and then when we came, also the key didn't work that we usually use. Wasn't open the studio. Might have changed the locks on us. So then um we we get a you know we enst uh, we enst our boss man and ask him for permission to use the studio. Ikram. And yeah, and the boss man replies this. This is a fresh ents French fresh off the fresh off the what do you call it? Fresh off the ends. The fresh internet. off the ents machine. <laughs> hey hey, what's up? Uh, three o'clock is cool then. Uh, also, I just want to bring this up. I think we got to start weaning this situation out because. Ence is not really focused on podcasts right now, and it's just tough to schedule this all the time. So I hope that's cool with y'all. Maybe we could figure out a different solution here. Because uh, I know it's tough for us to manage. Even though it's not that much work, it's just one of those things where it causes us a little bit of extra stress, and we're in this phase of like heavy-duty focus to try and grow Ents. So... Uh, maybe y'all could switch your podcast to ends, see if that works. But uh, yeah, hope that's cool, guys. Lost in America, baby. Hey Jennifer, what's up? I'm here with the. So, what do you think? Does is, that mean is that the first ever ends breakup? Like, what what just happened? I think we just got broken up with on ends. Well, do you think we're actually out, or do you think he's there's still is there wiggle room? I'm parsing the words here. We might have to get blue shirt on this a little bit to try to, because he said wean us out. Which means, like, to wean means we don't have to, we could still come here occasionally. Maybe. That means we get a few more weeks of, I mean, everyone will hate us in the studio. Yeah. But at least we can just, they don't make eye contact with us. We don't make eye contact with them. We yeah. come in. Yeah. Although, producer Randy Lee's not even here now. <laughs> the room is black. Yeah. So. <laughs> he knew. I think they're sending it's, signals to us. It's like when you get a mob hit and you don't, you don't everyone doesn't show up that day because they know. Yes. They I feel They like, want to see it. They do like us, I think, down deep. We're all, so they don't, they don't want to. They don't want to see us. Uh, I mean, we're killed. jolly fellows. You're a jolly fellow. Um, Cap, wh- how can we save this? Because listen, we don't have anywhere else to go. Where we, are we going to go? Well, where can we go? Let's think about options. We could. We, we your apartment is in Brooklyn. We can go back to my apartment. But that's where we started. We yeah. don't want to go there. Yeah, my apartment's in Queens. It's two the kids are running around. Try to get guests. Uh, deal. We can go to Madison Square Park. Sit sit around with the the crazies. Yeah, but we make. The, I don't even know if you're allowed to do that because we make money. You need a permit. I think it's like a lemonade stand these days. Yes. Um, we could. Uh, I think what we need to do. The only option is for you to try to sweet talk. Listen. They like you more than they like me. Yeah. We all know that, right? Because I, yeah. I get out They're of here. They're pro-Semitic. I get out of here. <laughs> I go. I have to go to stand-up sets usually right when we're done. Yeah. You usually have a half an hour, so you can hang out and, and uh, 
talk to him, have a beer, hang out I, before you go home. I don't like to say no to a drink, if that's what you're implying. Yes. And what you might have to do now, you might have to put it all on the line and I just go talk. out with him all night. I might have to sweet talk him. Do a big rage. Should I wear my, my best outfit and... Uh, <laughs> Show off the assets. What do you? That's all uh, I get. I don't know. I, I, I'll, yeah. that's all I got. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it. Maybe the podcast is over. We've done 103. Do, uh, you know, do, do do people need more? Maybe we can end some. Maybe we'll just do ends podcast. I don't know. We got maybe the listeners can end us. You know what? Screw that. They should tweet us. What yes. should they do? Solutions. If you have an apartment, if you have a studio, send us your send us your way. We need. If you have an idea for us, if you have you have a studio, let us know. Uh, it, we might be over. Or let us know if you parsed something in that Ikram's little speech there. Some a ring, uh, something to, to to hang our hats on. Maybe there's positive news that we didn't even hear in there. Yeah, maybe we could string together a bunch of answers into one pot. We'll we'll, we'll we'll work on it this week. We'll come up with some solutions for 104. We'll be back. We'll work on it, I, and we'll, we'll be back. And here's the thing. I think we still have an audience. We still have fans. Yeah. We still have people. Uh, we have reviews. Should we get to our hate Yeah, man? and our, our fans on ends. Get on ends, Jennifer Miles Peak, and others, and tell tell Ikram, tell the boss man. Yes. Hashtag save lost America. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's an idea. There you go. Hashtag- but in the meantime, let's play the hate mail music. Play on that note. Just keep the <laughs> keep the hate coming. Don't hate- Mail music. Kevin, once again, our hate mail is not hate mail. Everyone yeah. loves us. Well, we did get a hate ants from Ikram, so we started. Well, we, yeah, we got hate ants. <laughs> we can't get too happy with ourselves. We yeah. are getting kicked we're out getting of fired. We are getting fired from our studio. You always people always say you can never get fired from a podcast. You get ever fired for a free job, I think but yes. We've proven that wrong. Yeah. We're, we're we making looked, history, folks. <laughs> we are making history. Cap, yeah, what you read the first yeah, this one. This makes you feel a little bit better. I got we got a new review from a man named Big Swingin' Richard. This is on iTunes. On iTunes. We do not know this person. I want to get that out of the way. <laughs> and he says, Alt Middle Forever. Five stars. First time reviewer. Long time listener of the pod. I'm loving the Alt Middle. Wow. Political commentary that has evolved as a central point on the pod. Taking aim at hilarious court issue voter points rolling them in Turner cap jam <laughs> and throwing them down the decks with no regard for haters. Keep it up. Congrats on hundred episodes. Hashtag alt middle. Wow. So really? Anybody out there who's not enjoying the alt middle stuff. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but that's, that's some good. <laughs> big swing. That's, that's a big, on our we're going to need to start giving some sort of prizes to people who write great reviews like that. That was fantastic. Big Richard and Richard. If you have a studio for us to record in, let us know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one more. This is coming from Andy in Shanghai. I might, I don't know. I'll, I don't know if I know. Oh, this one's over Ents, by the way. Over, oh, an Ents. We're going to play an Ents review. We're playing an Ents review. Take this, Ikram. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. We're getting, right when we get booted out, we're, we're playing Ents's on the pod. We're like that that husband who gets dumped and all of a sudden he's buying flowers. <laughs> uh, going to the We're jam. going to the nicest restaurant tonight, <laughs> yeah. honey. All right. Here it is. Hey guys, this is Andy here. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, big fan and a long time listener, first time caller. I'm, I really love the pod. What you're doing is great. I think Turner is super funny 
And I'm a huge uh, fan of Matt. I think Matt is great. Um, so, yeah, I just had a question about the pod because I, I see that you guys are available on iTunes. And, uh, you know, I, I also have a podcast called Stuck in the Middle, which I just relaunched. It's great. People should check it out, which I have available on all the platforms uh, that you can, you know, any podcatcher or anything like that. So I was just wondering for, for your fans that can't get on iTunes, uh, whether there's anything they can do if they only have one of the other platforms like Shimalaya or, or uh, Pocket Cast, uh, you know, it, other than obviously they could just listen to my podcast stuck in the middle, which I just relaunched, but is there something that they can do if they, if they can't access, uh, you know, Lost in America? Is that what it's called? All right, Andy. Well, whoa, what a fan. Well, fan, he called me Matt. But he said I was great. Okay. <laughs> he called you Matt. He said I was great. So. He's talking about Matt, the programmer over at Ents. Are you talking about me? What, what's what's going on here, man? I also I don't know if he's. My ever- name is Mike. If you're or Michael, but you just call me Kaplan. I don't know if Cap. He heard Matt. Is that an Australian translation? I don't know if he's ever heard our podcast. Oh. I can tell. I think he's just trying to promote his own podcast. People are using Ents to yeah. It's like stuck in the middle. That was Andy Curtin. Can I'm we wait? Sure. Hey, is that can we sue this alt middle stuck in the middle? Seems to be well. Technically, they were. He was around three years before us. Oh shit! He had a podcast <laughs> called Stuck in the Middle on iTunes. He did it for two or three years, and then it went away right as we were launching. Mm. And now it's he didn't back. want the competition. So I think he's trying to promote that it's back. Right, we're but we're a lead-in for him. Is what you're saying? We are his lead-in. Yeah, he. We are his Letterman. He is our uh, Tom, Tom Snyder. Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> That is Andy Curtin. He was, uh, he, we've talked about him on our pod. Go give it a listen. Give him a listen. I think he's appeared on our podcast. On the, with the on most, the one well, you the, were on. The, the most popular episode, or at least <laughs> yeah. popular, if you're according to most fans. The fans who call me Matt, though, love that episode. Exactly. So check out Andy. Check out us. We got, uh, we got uh, Jonah, Jonah Kessel roaming the halls. He's roaming the halls. He's, he's scooping things out there. So let's, uh, let's bring him in before he... Uh... Bring him in. <laughs> We're back with our guest, Jonah Kessel. Jonah, welcome back to the show. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Second time around. Second time around. So you were just telling me the returning club. The what? During the returning podcast club. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. It's a big Sorry. club, right? It's a yeah. big club. Big club, big club. It's exclusive. Right. You'll get a pin later. Yeah. Cool. Maybe a jacket. Handshake? Yeah. Hand, sure. Handshake. Yeah, that's at three. So also, wait, you were just in Russia, right? Yeah, I just got back from a strange trip from, uh, let me see if I can get it right, that went from New York to Ecuador to California to D.C. to Russia to Geneva to London and back. Wow. So if you can guess what those places have in relationship to each other, you win a prize. Well, let's see. I, oh, I Ecuador, know. Ecuador, there's WikiLeaks. Right? Uh, yeah. The dark web. <laughs> They all have the, the dark one. Julian Assange. You in WikiLeaks? Well, isn't that where he is? Ecuador? Uh, no. No, well, he's in the... He's, Ecuador. he's in London, but he's he is... In, but oh, you were in, into London, too. I did go to London. Oh! <laughs> this would be a good guess, though. Yeah, Assange. <laughs> that would be a good guess. And because he's, like, rumored to be getting out. And But he's yeah. at the Ecuadorian embassy. Oh, I forgot. In yeah, London. he's in Ecuador. So the embassy. Ecuadorians are harboring him. But. So can you... You can't tell us why you went to all these places, because it's for a, a larger story for the New York Times. That's right. Got uh, it. A, a series of stories. And uh, I mean, and they're all related. And then maybe. Did you go to China during that trip or no? I, I did not go to China. I'm not really, I can't really easily go to China anymore. Oh, that's right. Um, it's kind of banned. I'm, I'm kind of out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I so, mean, but Russia is still letting you in. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, you know, we were dealing with like some like geopolitical issues and, and it gets into like military. And um, we actually had much better luck in Russia than we did in the United States, um, which is an interesting 
in a way. Like we're living in an era where perhaps Russia is being more transparent than America. Transparent's not the right word, but at least giving us a little more access. What to the New York Times? So Russia likes the New York Times yeah, more than America likes the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you know it depends uh it depends on what you're doing and the purpose of your you know i'm sure there's certain things they would not want us talking about and there's certain things they're happy for us to talk about i've heard this argument though with rt that russia today is it russia today, yeah, russia today. Yeah. so that that television network that's run by russia it's like their bbc we got to get on that show on that network we got to get on there because <laughs> uh no i've heard this exact same thing sort of what you're saying which is that on certain topics you can kind of talk about basically if you're talking about america you can go way deeper they can go way deeper on Russia Today than you could on like CNN or oh, whatever. Of course. And the same thing is true with CCTV or what yeah. was formerly CCTV. CCTV has changed their name. CGTN. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing. I don't know me. why they changed it. Oh, because CCTV was like, like a... I think someone must have told them, hey guys, this yeah. means something else. Like, this literally means this spying was, on people. Yeah, bad choice. CC, what is the it? Chi mean? That's the Chinese... But what does it mean BBC? spying on people? Like CCTV. Well, a CCTV is the, the term of oh, like a, right. in the parking lot, right, like right, a right. cameras. Oh, okay. right. That's yes. the name of their national network. <laughs> Secur the security camp. Yeah. It's like so ironic. That's like, you know, like somebody should have probably told them or maybe somebody did it on purpose. So what was going on in Russia outside? I know you can't tell us exactly, but what, uh, what were you, what else was going on in I mean, Russia? It, it, it was really interesting for me. Um, you know, I've been traveling around the world for quite some time. This is my first time in Russia. And uh, especially right now, like, if you consume a lot of news media, which I do, pretty much been reading horrible things about Russia for, I don't know, two years straight, every day. Yeah. And it starts to like pile on you. And I have other reporting I've been doing also related to Russia the past couple of years. And so I've been like, you know, dealing with this enormous amount of negative Russia information. Then to go there and it's like similar to China, like people like there's what's going on and there's what's actually going on in the street level. And like, you know, there's like people eating ice cream and um, people looking, being tourists and I mean, it's just like the complete opposite image of what you read about these CD spies. And, and then you get there and it's like, holy shit, this is just a, a huge country full of just people, full, good, full of people, good people on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so of course all of this bad stuff uh, is true, yeah. but at the same time, um, I think the way you get barraged with media here and you constantly hear about it, it's easy to, to forget that. There are millions of, of everyday people there, too. I think the term, we don't like to use it in America, but it's basically propaganda, right? Negative propaganda against Russia. Right. Well, like, they kind of started here. Let's What? <laughs> they kind of started it, you know. Well, I'm not we, saying who started or who didn't. <laughs> I'm just propaganda. saying that, that what this, this phenomenon you're describing happens to all of us, which is that right. we think of Russia as this dark place. The sun never shines. Everyone's cold. Everyone's getting spied on. And... Uh, well, but then you can go there. I haven't been there, but it sounds like you go there and you're like, oh, wait, it's just a country. Like you almost forget that. At a right. Time. And it's like we talked about this, how like the election and everything has made people like I was in a bar in New York City in Brooklyn for the Russia Croatia soccer game. And the 300 people were cheering ravenously for Croatia. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone Russia just hates Russia. Enemy again. Yeah. Like it was this. It's another thing where I think like Russia is the last place because there's a lot of people who love to just hate a certain pl place or a certain type of person, which is not, but really it's very uncouth. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know Except Russia's anymore. the last bastion of where you can just pure hate it. And like people will high five you for it. <laughs> that's true. We need that. We have that as humans, we need to hate something. So yeah, that's true. I think uh, so. So but you're saying they're nice people. They eat ice no, cream. No. Wait, ice cream. You should be bringing softy there. They do need Mr. Softy. I, China. I don't, uh, I didn't say they were nice people. Oh, they were definitely not nice to me, but oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would say there was a lot of people eating ice cream being normal people. <laughs> was there a difference? Normal people, they're just assholes. Right. Bad people eating ice cream. Honestly, I had so many experiences that like after a week, I was talking to our, our fixer, our, we were working with a journalist on the ground there. And I was like, 
it really seems like people are mean to each other here. And he turned around with like a really stern face and was like, yes. <laughs> and then turned back around and I was like, huh. What do you mean Wait, by well, mean? Where in Russia were you? Well, okay, like, Sorry, okay no. Like, say you go to a country like, I don't know, impoverished Myanmar, right? Yeah. You show up and people Shut are up. like pretty friendly. They're happy to see you. They want to take their, you know. Except for the genocide. Except, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's like not But I get what you're saying. Today, but like, yeah. there's plenty Thailand of, or whatever, oh, right? Thailand people are so nice. Yeah. yeah. Take a country. There's plenty of places people go travel and they're like, wow, their people are so friendly. Yeah. yeah. And that's like bullshit. It's a bullshit travel content, a comment that you hear all the time from all these different places. Right. Well, you're going in with a different, you're not I, everyday perspective. You're I, like I, tourist mode. So it's like, yeah. Right. People are like, they're nice. They're taking your money, but yeah, they um, want to be nice to you. It's smart business, yeah. right? I wouldn't say that about Russia, though. I, I wouldn't. I would. I don't think I've. At least they're not phony, though. No, I remember. Well, that's something <laughs> to be said for that. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe they're phony in a different way, but um, I uh, even from the time you know, I think it's really interesting when you go to a country like the really the cultural process and indoctrination process starts when you go to apply for a visa. Like mm -hmm. that's when you start feeling their culture and like coming into their. I had to apply for a visa in New York. And I went to like this first place and it was totally empty. Like it was abandoned. Like the, the address is wrong. And then I go to the next place and it's like, literally there's signs that say, don't smile. <laughs> it was a passport picture, right? Passport picture. Yeah. You're not supposed wow, to smile. Wow, really? Smile. Yeah. yeah. But it was like. But the way they say it, it just is very Russian. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> smile. And no one's smiling. Um, it was. Where were you in Russia? Upper East Side, by the way. The was Russian that? embassy. Is it where? Is it on the Upper East Side in New York? Uh, so the consulate's on the Upper East Side. There's a visa center. Right around here. Okay, I just was asking because I was at a coffee shop at the library side a few minutes ago, and this guy shows up with his Russian old two Russian people. Was like, "These are my my parents. They don't speak English. I have to go to the embassy real quick. Can you watch them?" And I didn't know what the hell was happening. I thought the guy was putting one on me, and it's Russian, so I was like, careful not to say anything in my phone. Or you're it's like you watch things. someone's computer when like, they go to the bathroom. Yeah, I was like watching his parents when I went around the block <laughs> to the embassy. So, well, this is the problem. Like you're like this is the impression we have, and the impression is comes from some truth, right? Like. I can't bring my phone into Russia. I can't bring my computer into Russia. Like when you talk about having to like equip to go someplace, it's a pain in the ass to have a burner computer, get all of your apps back on there, figuring out how you're going to connect to things without two-factor authentication. I mean, it's really a, a pain in the ass place to go. Yeah. Wait, why can't you take those things? Because you're at like ex a very high risk for cybersecurity. Just by taking it in? Yeah. How would they, if I go there with my laptop and I'm just like, a tour. I mean, I got a uh, uni work for the New York Times. So you specifically, or even if I went as a tourist? American. Um, I think everybody's at risk for sure, especially on public Wi-Fi networks, um, hotels, um, things like that. Like you're definitely at risk of potential espionage related issues, um, cybersecurity. So do you think you are in China as well? Definitely. 100%. But we all had computers and when we lived in China and like who, give, who we, I don't know. I, well, that's the thing. Like plenty of expats live there and use computers. They have to. Yeah. Um, but going in and out, it's definitely a way to keep software and bugs off your off your devices. Okay. So like, I could bring a phone in, be a poor decision. I guess I could bring it in, not turn it on, and keep it with me and my on my person the entire time. But like, there's a lot of things like, for example, when we check into a hotel, if I'm going to be there for a couple of weeks, I still bring my computer with me wherever I go. It has to always kind of be in sight um, because we know that that's often when people get to your stuff if you leave it in a hotel room. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> Wait, how long were you there for and where were you? Where'd you go? Uh, so I was in Moscow, but we were traveling in like a four to five hour region around there. Um, like every day we had to go drive like four or five hours. Okay. Um, so we were in the city and out, but that's that that area. And are you meeting, so you're saying people didn't smile a lot, but if people don't know who you are, like, like was there a difference between how people treated you when they knew who you were and when they didn't know who you were? 
Yeah. One thing that was really interesting for me, I think it's maybe the place I felt like I could visually blend in the most. Like people think I thought I was Russian, which is great. Oh yeah, because yeah. you don't look uh, different. No, I look like I'm like Eastern European Jew, you know, like people... Like Russia's e- Eastern Europe. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even in uh, the embassy here, when I was getting my visa, like I was waiting in line, people would just come up and start talking to Russian to me. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. like the opposite experience of going to China yeah. or India or anywhere else in Asia where like, obviously I'm not from there. Yeah. Um, or in the large majority of the continent of Africa. So it's like nice to blend in for once. That doesn't happen very often. And so yeah. are you meeting with government people while you're there? Um, some private sector people, military um, and military contractors. We were dealing with like some arms issues, uh, uh, stuff related to arms. And they're okay to talk to? They're not like, oh, New York Times, absolutely not? Uh, most people wouldn't talk to us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The large majority of people. And like, so like on something like this, like we we're dealing with some weapons makers and like we had to, you know, before we went, approach many people to see if they would talk and most people wouldn't. Um, what was great was there was an arms fair that was going on when we were there. We went to the arms, arms fair. Arms fair? An arms fair, yeah. <laughs> What's an arms fair? <laughs> yeah, like an a, arms fair is like a, a gun show. It's like, a, like the a, fishing a and tackle. Level gun show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a higher level gun show. Higher level gun show? Yeah, with like... Uh, you buy any like... I'm picturing the most like cliche, like stereotypical, like shady guys from around the world. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, Mustaches and sunglasses. Like, chewing gum. Guy, an Iranian guy. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. But at the same time, it's like a... Like California State Fair atmosphere. So like imagine <laughs> hundreds, a tilt a wheel. hundreds of tanks and they're for sale, right? But wow. But then we gotta go road trip. We gotta buy a tank. Yes. But then for the pod. get a thousand children and have them playing on the tank like it's a jungle gym. Really? Yeah. Because they're so used to that. I mean, it's a different and also, uh, what other, what kid in the world wouldn't want to play in a tank? way better than the junkyard playground in Governor's way Island. Way better. A tank playground? Oh my God, my kids They got love a that. splash park kid- near me. They should have a nuke park. nuke <laughs> park. <laughs> it was pretty, uh, a pretty weird scene because these people were like treating these weapons of mass destruction and death as like with like pretty like loose. Loose, Is there like, like a background checks or anything? To <laughs> <get in? laughs> How much of the tanks? The, the, the uh, weapons fair. Yeah, What's yeah. this called again? <laughs> weapons fair? An arms fair. Arm, arms fair. Loophole. Shout out. Yeah. We'll get them to sponsor next week's pod. Yeah. yeah. Wow. If you just walk in with a credit card, like could you walk off with like a, a missile launcher or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. It's a weird event because I think mostly they sell to the government. Like their right. one client is the government. Like right. and this missile was uh, used <laughs> to kill Kim Jong-un's uncle. Yeah. Well, they it's, that's the other thing is there was other countries there. So there's like a China pavilion, an India pavilion. And, <laughs> right. and there's like China was selling torpedoes. And so like if, you know, like different things like that. It's literally, oh my, it's like in a high school gym? No, like a convention center. Like a convention thing. center. Like yeah. Huge, huge area. Yeah, um, how's the Israeli pavilion? I want to know. Israeli pavilion is also a bit, bit dodgy. Oh, good, good. Wow, that's what, that's what I like to hear. And there's, <laughs> is everyone in the world there except the United States? Uh, no, I don't think everyone in the world's there. It's like the Paris Treaty. Trump will, get, Trump will get us in. <laughs> Trump will start his own. This sounds like a great. <laughs> you'll love this idea at our. They, uh, Do you have pictures from this? Oh yeah, I mean, I was there. I guess you have video. I was shooting video. There. That's oh, what we're doing. Oh yeah. my lord, I want to see yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. The, uh, one one of the things that was really funny when we were there, they had at one point during the like this was like a week long fair. They um. They had an arms demonstration. <laughs> so it's not like you could like go grab like an AK-47, go to Kalashnikov. <laughs> you could do stuff like that or go like, you know, sit in the sit in the tank and like, you know, move like a huge gun. Oh but they God. had a real tank. But they, but they had arms demonstrations where they would like literally take tanks and blow shit up. Um, and it was like wildly loud and destructive. And like, I mean, it looks like war, like huge <laughs> of smoke. And um, I have to take. And they just do this in the back. 
like yeah, outside there's like a, a field in the back in the parking and, lot and then there's like a crowd of people <laughs> Kind, kind of like a military parade, like you might see from like China or something, yeah. or Russia. But in the behind, behind the, you know, the tanks and the weapons of mass destruction, there's like little <laughs> kids, you know, taking pictures with their phones and like. But they're actually stuff. blowing stuff up. They're actually blowing stuff up, and it was like, oh, we gotta it was, go. It was pretty close. Like it's, I think oh. we were at points ten meters, twenty meters away from these things, and they were shooting further away. Yeah, but like. I mean, it was 30 like, feet. This is way better than your military reenactment idea. This, this is, is like, way better. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I had an idea to start a, a war reenactment, but like franchise where you just do, you go to, you do Vietnam, you go all the wars around the, the world. Future wars. But I also got... when I was a kid, we used to go see the air show at the local military base right. or you go where the, the blue angels would fly around. Yeah. But it would have been way cooler if they were shooting other planes out of the air. Yeah, so, you go to the Intrepid Museum in New York. I've taken the kids, but it's not that exciting. You're looking at the like past planes and stuff. Nothing's shooting anything. So it's just like that, what you're talking about. Kind of like the Blue Angels, but if they were had live fire. <laughs> live fire! We were so close. And the, the funny thing is that, I, that was like the day before we left. And so the next day we had to fly and I think we were in Geneva and uh, my equipment which like got covered with like dust and like all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Shrapnel. Like, the, well, it was like oh, I it? mean, there's like huge explosions happening like really close to us, and the oh explosive the PTSD explosive, from it. No, the explosive material detectors in the airports went off. Oh and shit! So they like pulled our stuff, and they were like, "Were you like?" And I was like, like "We were at the gun and air <laughs> show." I was like, we're just at the, the Russian arms show. Don't worry, it's fine. The Russian arms hey, show. Stuff get? I guess it's the Russians. They must like deal with their like military contractors who supply all the stuff. Because it can't just come into the country. Does from. it all come from there? All these like shady yeah, ass. Probably looking to sell stuff. That stuff? Yeah. Well, I don't know how like the Israelis get their torpedo in or something like that. That's going to be complicated uh, with customs. But. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> who are they selling? <laughs> Isn't this all illegal? To no. sell like the Israelis and the, and, the, and the Chinese and then the Russians to sell to each other. They do it out in the open mm -hmm. at a carnival. Pretty much. Unbelievable. You keep checking. And why don't we know about this? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, it's it's, it's a thing. It'll be in the news soon, yeah, I guess. Breaking here. Breaking uh, this first. Is, I got it. You know, my son is Russian. This is why more people need to listen to Lost in America. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Kaplan was dreaming of going back to Mother Russia. Uh, now I now I really have a great. I mean, I'm. Is it once a year? It's probably it's probably an annual. Yeah. Annual. I'm next summer. I'm in. Just send me the details. I gotta. This is amazing. What trip. time of year was it? <laughs> this was like two weeks ago. Or oh, something. this just happened. Yeah. This was, yeah. Just oh my. August gosh. 2019. Lost in America <laughs> slash Kaplan family vacation. <laughs> We're going over there. Yeah. Show <laughs> the, the arm show. Like Disney World, and you see like they have those Screw like lightsaber that. demonstrations. You get to play with a lightsaber. Okay. That's not it. That's not real. Snooze. Okay, snooze. Put fest. the kids in a tank and blow up uh, Lithuania. I don't know. <laughs> 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 they had pretty good ice cream there too. We can roll. We had ice cream. Can, yeah. can you roll into Crimea? Is that like a yeah? Exactly. Is there a VR or anything? Just no, I did. Go? You know what I noticed too, which is funny. Uh, they have a new note out, like a new bill in Russia. In Russia, with Crimea on it. Mm, really, it, it really feels like that. That's like bold. seals the deal. Like Putin this is, is this printing is money. Their, this is there now. This is theirs. Trump should print money with wall. And then it'll make it happen. <laughs> and it's like, okay, it's on the note. Yeah, it's on the note. It's done. I did. I China has the wall on their note. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. So, so speaking of which, you guys didn't uh, contact Mr. Vladimir for this story, did you? We did, did not. You? We did not contact. Vladdy Dotty. Vladdy Dotty. Vlad. No. Yeah. Just so um, want to get a, the because uh, we'd love to book him for the pod if he you know, <laughs> feel a connection. <laughs> he's available. <laughs> he's 
You can try to reach out. Yeah, we'll reach out. <laughs> I know his PR is he, guy. Is he on Twitter? Yeah. His PR guy. He's got to do it shirtless, though. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. on a horse. On a horse. <laughs> Come up to the sixth floor. Yeah. Be in studios. Yes. Wow. Okay. So that was a uh, an interesting. Where you said you were going four or five hours away. Was it the same place or different locations? Different places. Yeah. Like different. what parts of Russia were you seeing, or just like... all around Moscow, just around there? Oh. Cool. Um, so it's a pretty big city. Yeah, it's huge, and um, it. Uh, I mean, it's fairly. Like, I don't want to say fancy, but like the architecture can be gorgeous. It's like, especially if you like brutalist architecture, which is like a thing now. Like, it's like kind of a fad in the West. Brutalist. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So this is like an Instagram fad, but um, brutalist architecture has become popular with like hipsters for some reason. And brutalist <laughs> architecture is like a literally a style of architecture that's like associated with communism. Communism. Um, you usually see like really bland, enormous <laughs> you, buildings. You can't see this because it's an audio podcast, but I'm rolling my eyes in the back of my head, almost <laughs> falling out of my so, chair. Like, uh, they like, of Stalin, wait, you're talking about the Lenin. square, like the communist block buildings that yeah. we had to live in when we first got to China? Yeah, those same ones. Oh, pew. There's uh, some amazing Instagram. I want to that... force those hipsters to go live in those piles of <laughs> shit apartments. But these are these type of buildings that like go on for an entire block. Literally, like in Those, every direction. Yeah, they're fucking horrible. It would be like if Penn Station was only a square with no windows, right? Like if it was just like a concrete square, and then maybe with like another square on top of it. But um, they uh they and don't like they need to redo Penn Station. This, this is a trend now. I'm pretty sure they are doing redoing yeah, Penn Station. It, yeah, yeah, MSG's been fight, yeah. <laughs> Wednesdays are going to redo it, so that's that could be hipsters will be happy. MSG's out too. Like that's I, what the problem was. They had to get real New York, but yeah. For years, but yeah, Penn Station finally. <laughs> so, are uh, so then in Moscow, is it like a big, like a Shanghai, like my, my reference is Shanghai, but a big international city where they have concerts coming through and restaurants from around the world and uh nightclubs and Medi- everyone's medium, definitely nightclubs, but um, yeah, like our acts from around the world going there. I don't know. Is Elton John performing next week? I don't think so. Like pretty, he performed yeah. Allentown last week, so yeah, I don't know. If he, <laughs> Allentown to Moscow, to- <laughs> uh, like there's like some serious issues around kind of freedom of speech and certainly like um, all sorts of human rights related issues. So like if a singer such as Elton John were to go there, I, I don't think that would actually happen. Also I, with the, I think post 2016, the, the Russia's probably concert scene has probably suffered a little bit because it yeah. seems. Well, there's all these sanctions on them. And I don't think people realize that, that right. those things and like even things like cheese, we were talking about cheese a lot. Um, you can't like, get cheese there. You can't get cheese from Europe there now. And that's a big deal. Like they're pissed. It's, they don't have cows in Russia. Russian they do. Cheese. I think the Russian cheese is not as and good as like, not, fresh from cheese. From what I understand, a lot of that started after the Crimea thing. Yeah, they took I mean, Crimea. It's been going on. Yeah, and then everyone sanctioned them, mm-hmm. and then they blame everyone else. I Putin's like blame, telling the people like, "Oh, it's like get, it's the West's fault." Western conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, they could also just not do the things they're doing, and everything would be okay. I, that's a very simplistic view. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm trying to think where they they can have good to get cheese from. They can get like a cheese. Fan. They can make their own cheese or no? He's saying that Russian, Russian cows are weak. I, I just think they're just not as good as <laughs> they the are French. I have another project that's been going on for, for a long time uh, related to disinformation in Russia, and um, it's done. Like we're hopefully ready to publish. I'm trying to figure out distribution models, but it is um, part of the project entailed finding Russian KGB defectors in the United States um, and old CIA people who were battling those same KGB people kind of in the, during the cold war. And now they're it, all hanging out together, right? They are not, but it like finding living ones was tough in the first place. Like most of them are dead, but it was absolutely fascinating listening to these old dudes talk about what they were doing in the sixties, seventies, eighties, um, in terms of trying to hurt the West and especially in relationship to what's happening now. Um, what were they doing? I mean, 
I mean, looking at disinformation, misinformation, and information warfare uh, is something that, like, I don't think we've done very seriously until recently in this country. Yeah. Uh, but over there, it's it's like an age-old practice. Um, there was a, a huge division of the KGB that was dedicated towards misinformation and disinformation. KGB agents in, back then had to spend a certain amount of their time doing that. It was like part of their annual process. Like, they had to do it. You, from Vladimir Putin to anybody else. How do you do that before the internet? Well, exactly. So, <laughs> so like we uh, in this film, and this is like a three-part series. It's like running time, fifty-five minutes. It's like a pretty long doc that kind of talks about issues that are happening today and relates it back to something that started a very long time ago. Um, so, pre-internet, where the videos start, we talk about the AIDS myth, um, and so. Like, Wait, AIDS is a myth? Did you guys know that? I was telling this to girls in high school, <laughs> and they no, not wearing a rubber. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a rumor that AIDS was created by the United States government, and uh, it was made to target and kill black people and gay people. Right. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. This is a, this is a KGB made lie, and they told you that. Yeah. They go, yeah, we made. Wow. What did they? And they also did the fluoride one, right? There's a million of them. Because I had somebody, I had a teacher when I was growing up who was like, don't, Florida is a communist conspiracy. Oh, that uh, we put fluoride, put fluoride in our in water? water? Yeah, that's a... Do Americans like, actually put it in or no? Yes. Okay. But it's, but it's debatable. But they said it was people, bad. The people, Russians yeah. got us to think it was bad for us, right? Some people. Yeah, there's a million like, things like that. Or like, for example, the anti-vaxxer thing, right? Like the, oh, Russians didn't, the Russians didn't start that, but once they saw it, they started promoting it. Wow. So then you have people who are like actively like, okay... Let's sow discord. Let's make chaos. Let's make people not trust each other and trust information. So let's get on social feeds and talk about how anti-vaxxing is actually good. Um, or pre-internet time, yeah, let's get faux scientists to write about it. And write that's how they did it. They right? pay off Jenny McCarthy. Like pre-internet time was like, it's like you, you see like football coaches now, they like watch all this game tape. It's so easy of iPad. Back then, it's really much more impressive what was going on back it then. It really is. To like do yeah. all that. They, first of all, they have to watch MTV <laughs> and then they have to look at Singled Out and be like, that girl. Right. They no, got to tape that episode on VCR. <laughs> this stuff was happening before TV Way too. before Jenny McCarthy. So, wow. So pre-TV, like the AIDS myth, for example, that started in India. And so what they do is they plant the story in like a shitty paper in a third world country where like people aren't really questioning information they don't do anything but then all of a sudden the story in another country references that one saying hey a paper in india says mm. this and then they get some fake scientists in this case in east germany to make a report saying it's true and they like you know have little seeds of truth in it like where it was made and they have like a real chemical factory i think it was in maryland and they show pictures of it in the article and they like start wow. to combine elements of truth with large falsehoods and sometimes those falsehoods are so wild that people believe them like for example that the united states government made up aids and now even to this and the thing that's crazy about it is it's like whatever 40 years later 50 years later and many americans still believe that the united states created this virus and it's like absolutely crazy i never and believed it too, but right? i've, I've yeah. definitely heard it i've heard that i've heard that theory but i've never i never believed it but i I'm, i've heard it well of you course know it came from the russians though i did not know that until right now right and there there's like a million other rumors that you've probably heard you're like is that true really that are literally kgb flat flies. earthers the kgb that's they like, flat earthers in the flat kgb earthers, they, uh, <laughs> australia doesn't exist that's we, we, we show a lot of examples in these films of, of and, and like kind of dissect how it went down how the information spreads um and 9-11 truthers do they start that nonsense no but i'm sure they contributed to yeah. it um how do how do we watch that uh it will be well that's a question actually it's not out yet it's not out yet it will Got be out it. soon though 
And uh, like, there's another example. We talked to this one guy who was just amazing in Boston, who was in the Czech Secret Service, and at the time they were part of the Soviet Union, and they wanted to um, make the Romanian government look bad, and so they like falsified Nazi documents, put them in a safe, and then put them into a lake, and then had like fake divers find them. I mean, they were doing these wow. elaborate stunts. Or he told us another story where they wanted to like compromise a politician. So they had this guy start a whorehouse and then lure the politician in so they could film him in compromising. And his name was Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, so, yeah. So Did that, they cause so Brexit? That whole P tape thing could totally so, so, be true. So things like Brexit were, are certainly part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, where they are looking to, you know, inflame current, these different situations um, and spread false information and polarize people all around the world. That is actively happening all around us. It is information warfare. And the point of that is just to cause, make these other countries stall, like nothing to happen, just cause a so gridlock. That, I think that's like the most, a really important question that people don't necessarily understand. Um, and there's some like pretty smart people talking about it. But I think if I were to like kind of try to sum it up, um, I think the easiest way is if you look at Russia versus the rest of the world with all these alliances, the European Union, NATO. Um, Russia is a very small player compared to NATO. But if NATO were to break up, Russia would be a much bigger player. Same with the European Union. Same with Brexit. Let's get them off of... Same with the United States. And We're and, about to split apart. Right. And so part of the, like some of these agents, the former the defectors were saying, you know, our goal was pretty much to make people not trust each other and not trust anything they could see. So they, people couldn't possibly act in their best self-interest. And the goal was pretty much to create chaos in society so that it would a prove that democracy was wrong, bad, not the way forward and b give Russia a bigger footprint in the world, make them stronger, um, make this model kind of, the way forward. Yeah. And if you make, if you bit all this fake news out there, literally fake news and get it, it gets in this, then people start questioning all news. Well, that's the, so that's the, that's the, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Yeah. And now people do question all news. Yeah. So what these guys were telling us stuff they were doing 40 years ago, to me, when I look around now and I see the media atmosphere and people's lack of trust in the systems, it kind of feels like they, I don't know if, I don't want to say they won, but maybe they are winning. Um, I would say touchdown spike, in zone dance, they won. Yeah, we won the hockey game. It's more important. My all gosh, <laughs> do they do they feel good about it now? When you talk to them, are they remorseful? They're not remorseful, right? They're the man like, in the street, the guy who's an asshole over uh, ice cream. They, uh, <laughs> they. I mean, I think are they happy with themselves? I think the spies we talked to, um, maybe because they defected and like have helped the United States government or have been like fairly outspoken about these things, um, at kind of some great risk to them because like Russian spies, who. Don't don't seem to live so long outside of Russia. Yeah, they don't. They or they, yeah. be the, they talk about like how you have to be careful when you're in Russia. These guys have to watch their. Uh, yeah, their I mean, poison. Russia is very good at poisoning around. Yeah. There's, there's been, been the horrible best. things that have happened in the past year since that dossier came out, or two years now. Um, I mean, like lots of people have been offed, and uh, it's Did, we tested the water before but, we drank it, right? <laughs> there was yeah. some guy here I didn't know who was in here right before. <laughs> but how do they feel about it? Those guys, I think. Um, they felt kind of, what was interesting was I thought what they did was they were very good at it. Yes. So they were like, I was good at what I did, mom. Like in blow. Hey, take pride in your the work. The guy who sold Coke. Yeah. In blow. Yeah. Even the CIA people and the FBI people we talked to who were fighting disinformation back during the Cold War, we asked them like, how good were these guys? And they were like in awe. Tip like, a cap. Yeah. They were like, these guys are so good at this. I mean, 
they and the thing is like there's places near Russia where they're better at fighting it, like Estonia and in, in in kind of the Balkan area. But they know the offense better. Yeah, I mean they've been dealing Sniff with it. For, it they've been dealing with it forever. They're the best at dealing with it because they have been dealing with it for so long. But um, here in America, we've been just like blindly walking into it and, and just believing it all. Believe it, like believing We're it, or not believing people. it, and and now. But um, no one's looking for the source of it. Well, until you that, well right until Jonah Ke- wow you're gonna be uh, <laughs> yeah. r- new Ronan Pharaoh <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, yeah, people he's have, blended in but for real Russian yeah I'm not are a percentage Russian right you got some certainly but Lithuanian I Lithuanian, haven't yeah. heard one I'm, person be- honestly ask like oh but what's the sor- I mean people like there's a theory that it's Russia but no one's ever investigated it there's, yeah that's the thing there are it's, it's hard to break through especially right now it's really hard to break through the, the 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 barrier of noise which comes from Washington like there's absolute nonsense and chaos going on in Washington every day and so for any I mean this is Russia related so it like hopefully it has a place in that realm but if you're talking about things that aren't related to Trump specifically, it's hard for people to have. I mean, this is not yeah. enough oxygen in the room. That's all anyone cares about. He had two scoops of ice cream. Did you know that? <laughs> That's a big story. You know, I've been working on a a uh, small series of video clips of people eating ice cream around the world. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like very like voyeuristic. Like nothing <laughs> happens. It's just a guy eating ice cream for the New York Times. Or this is a personal no, endeavor. It's just on my Instagram. Really? Um, <laughs> my Instagram. Yeah. I'll, I'll, like I, I have it's a good. Close to turn us hard here. I, I'll show you my Russia one. Oh, did I turn my phone off? I'd love to no. see it. We'll post the Russian one. We'll put it on the we'll put it on our it's Twitter. It's a guy eating ice cream. And I, I got a great one from North Korea. Uh, another guy just how's ice the ice cream in North Korea? Uh, I don't think I had it. But Not great. I I would Those it. are some skinny cows up there. Did you get when you were you were in Cuba, right? I, that, w- I was in Cuba. How but, was the ice cream there? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I had ice cream in Cuba either. Um, Back to Russia. So this Russia story. And this going and interviewing the KGB and everything as a journalist, as a, as a video journalist, what's your ideal? Like, what's the best thing that could, when this story gets, comes out, what's your best vision for what happens? I mean, the best vision is that as many people as possible see it. And in this case, think differently about the news to start questioning more what they're reading um, and looking for multi-source verification. Um, and hopefully in this case as well, uh, there's a big, pretty big push and call that we need to start looking at either regulation of social media um, and looking at them as media companies and not like these platforms that are above the rules and around the rules. Um, and it, as well as a, it's a pretty hard look at our kind of representation and that the people who are supposed to be protecting us from this stuff are clueless. Like we have senators and congressmen um, who really just don't use this stuff and don't understand what it is. You're talking and, about the technology stuff. Yeah. Series of tubes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. This, this is the thing, right? Like there's a congressional investigation, you know, and they have like Zuckerberg up there and there's like, there's a guy, he's saying something like, um, I forget which senator it is, but he's like 80 years old and right. he's like, I don't know if I have Facebook friends every day, but on the days I, and, and you're like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like this is the person that's supposed to be protecting us from like thousands of people in Russia who are like, computer scientists and like it's crazy i remember watching that when, yeah. and that day and they asked him they were like so why would how do you obtain these inf- the information from your users and he's like <laughs> uh they give it to us <laughs> and the guy's like why would they what's their motivation yeah, like, for giving it to you right. he's like this is the basis of my business model and the internet right and then you see like half those people like kind of referencing their kids like you know, like the classic thing is, oh, well, my 12-year-old I, daughter is on Instagram and and she likes this. And it's like, well, if that's 
You're literally just asking her. Yeah, you're asking I her. asked my daughter at dinner last yeah. night, and <laughs> she thinks America needs to do this. And we're talking about national security. And she's 12. Like These are not the <laughs> yeah. right people to be yeah. defending us we from, need a special, in, in this like, realm. And what about the idea of like, getting like down... Oh, sorry, God. Yeah, I was just going to say, what about the idea, what you sort of referenced earlier, of when a story goes big and it's uh, Trump has two scoops of ice cream, whatever it is, or some story, pick a different story, whatever you want, but that might be fake or it might be real. Why isn't anyone drilling down to where the source of that story came from? Like you said earlier, somebody in India, for example, mm -hmm. or something. Is it and then deciding is that source a source that's reliable or not reliable? Well, I think we're, we're, we're starting to realize that that's necessary, right? Like to debunk false news. Yeah. Um, and so the platforms have taken a step in the right direction into like trying to fight this. Probably not a big enough step, but I mean, they are trying to take down fake news, um, both on Facebook and on Twitter. If they're successful or not at that or not is a different question. Um, but there, I mean, there's, there's, it's hard to stop them. Like it's like playing whack-a-mole, right? Like you could stop one and then another yeah. one is going to come up. I mean, for instance, they're going to stop Facebook. They're going to figure this out <laughs> on the, uh, maybe the whole armed service committee, maybe the social media committee. They're going to they're figure it out, but guess who's going to pop up? Ents is ready. Ents is an app. Ents is ready. And the fake, other part is, the fake news. are we going to go now become a world where it's not like, like China has one, all the news comes from one person, but they pick like five outlets and those are the only places you can get your news. Well, and that's already started to happen where their Facebook algorithm, the feed is changing. Right? Yeah. And they're trying to put trusted sources first. And that's already potentially dangerous. Yeah. Like, who are they to decide what the trusted news is? Right. Um, well, that's the, I mean, everyone's got their own biases. So. They better not be blocking Breitbart. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> what if they block us? What if we get we gotta start? We gotta can any do you have a guy who can help us in Russia like get the pot out there? Just like a like we can infiltrate. Just, I think if we go to this arms we had a lot party. Of Russian, we had a lot of Russian bot listeners. A few <laughs> we months did. Ago. Yeah, we were blowing yeah. up. We we're really excited. Then we learned there were a lot of bots. They were robots. <laughs> we're huge with robots but in, if you in Russia. Talk to your people. You might, you might be, are you going to be banned in Russia after this? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. So if you could get to those people, introduce us, maybe at the arms sales committee. Wait, we'll be there next year. At the arms uh, fair. Sorry, I'm mixing things up here. And yeah, we can. that can be a great idea. Yeah, I got to go. You got a guy. You got a guy. Yeah, there of course go. he does. It was, it, it was pretty difficult to like arrange it but it seemed to work out in the end <laughs> nice like coordinating with ministry of defense and ministry of foreign affairs and like your own government and you know it's like it's it's a lot of uh it's a lot of bureaucracy does yeah. being a part of the new york times help or hurt uh both to get access i, I think it probably hurts sometimes people are kind of more i don't want to say scared but like they're like holy shit we got to be careful of these guys like they have a big megaphone um but at the same time you might have a better support system um, yeah, like we have staff in Russia who helped. You have a budget. We have money. Yeah. We have people to support budget. us. In yeah, we need that. <laughs> money helps. Amazon, go on Amazon, yeah. people. But right, the China Jonah, thing, just real quick, I it just the, why I went here to go to China. That was from mostly be, mostly because I what they say is I um, didn't meet a visa requirement oh, and yeah. failed, and now I can't go back in. And Ever. then so if you lose a J one, no, um, I think I've heard different things about this. I guess I was on a J-1 visa, it's a resident journalist visa. It's a pretty, it's a hard to get visa. It's rare. Um, and if you lose it, I think it's pretty hard to come back in under most circumstances. Mm. Um, even as a tourist? Even as a tourist or as a visiting journalist, it's, it's pretty difficult. And I've heard people say that you can't go back for 10 years or maybe you need to change out your passport, get a new number. 
Um, so I, th- I think there's probably ways. But All right, I'm just taking notes because I'm going to go to China next year, and I want to make sure not to screw up my visa situation. Yes, the show's going to be huge in China. I want to be able to come back year after year. Exactly, China's great. I love. They love us in China. I we love, love them. We love you all. We love the government. <laughs> Down with Taiwan. Everything. <laughs> Down with Taiwan. Uh, Jonah. Okay, we're gonna have to run. Yeah, yeah. But what? Uh, what do? You, what, how? How do people find you? Uh, they find me on the New York Times, uh, nytimes.com slash buy slash Jonah Kessel, or they could Google Jonah Kessel. And how do they watch people? What's your Instagram to watch people eating ice cream? Oh, oh yeah. Is that public or no? That's public, yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, I think it's Jay Kessel. Let me see. Follow Jay Kessel. <laughs> oh, there he is. See, look, he's eating ice cream. But I'm oh! really going to town that ice cream. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like a Russian, it uh, looks like um, uh, the fight, the boxer. looks like a klitschko this is really bad i've been told i've been told you say you look russian that reminds you i've been told by multiple russian cab drivers of the year i look like klitschko one of the (laughs) klitschko they get all excited like oh you must be russian you must be russian i'm like well jewish when i I lived in china everyone thought i was russian yeah they would uh, they would ask me i was their first guest really This is, this is like super anticlimactic now that we've been watching, waiting for. All right. That'll be on our Twitter page. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's going to get to go there for the excitement of a guy eating ice cream. <laughs> Jonah, thank you for doing the podcast. Of course. Cap. Next family wedding. Yep. <laughs> Let's get to the news. Well, thank you to Jonah Kessel. Thank you to the to- Ronan Farrow <laughs> of uh, this podcast for coming on. Yeah. Tell- that's crazy. That stuff about Russia. Yeah, this is a big scoop. First news story of the week comes to us from Life Today in Australia. All right. Individuals throughout Australia have bitten into store-bought strawberries in recent weeks <laughs> and located needles hidden inside of the strawberries, resulting in widespread meal security considerations and a press hunt a pressing hunt for the culprits. Well, that's what you get for biting strawberries in a grocery store without washing them first. Oh, that's we. I always used to do that as a kid. My mom would. It's uh, a good penalty. Go around the grocery yeah. store and just take free grapes. Do you oh. do that? Was that a was that a Sparks that's family? A spark. thing? I, I take free olives. You know those overpriced olive bars. I always fill it up. I'm gonna buy some, but I always eat a few because that's a real ripoff. But. I always thought this yeah. was very normal, and then I was telling my wife Yay about it, and she's like, "You guys, are, you did that? That's it's thieving. Crazy. That's stealing." She would, you know, like they have a, a batch, what a bunch or a batch. What's the thing of grapes? What are they on? Uh, the, the, the stems, a stem, <laughs> like a whole lot of grapes, a whole bushel of grapes, a bushel of yeah. grapes. Your, my mom would sparks just grab. Yeah, she'd walk around and when she's shopping, she'd take off a few of the grapes and just put them in her mouth and Does eat. Does she know about DDT and like, I mean, especially in China? I'm sure. She- <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> yeah, What's it's like, DDT. You gotta wash grapes. She wasn't. My mom wasn't in China. Local. She was in California. I know. California is the home of their DDT and everything. No, I don't know. Especially when you. So, so anyway, that's what it taught her a lesson. If right. they were filled with uh, so needles. So you're saying who puts needles? I've never. I've heard of like Halloween. You open up your candy because people put razor blades in it. I didn't know strawberries was a thing. Well, it says the needles have been found in a number of strawberry manufacturers and located throughout all six states. But how does... They have six states in Australia? (laughs) Yeah. Can you name them? Queensland. They only have six? West West Australia. Wow. Imagine if you're a senator, it's like one out of 12 people. It's a big problem in the Australian government. The Senate's got too much power. I've (laughs) had this. I'll do... I've been just saying this on stage recently, but it's so true. If there's six states in Australia, you know there's 24 million people in the whole country? That's like so easy. Like if you want to, because like half of those are children and elderly, right? Right. And then you have um, 
uh, if it's, if it's like here, three to 4 million of them are in jail. And then <laughs> you have like here, people, no, cause you can't yeah. go around Europe. You have, right. It is the original jail. Actually, you go out of town, any, you go to anywhere around the world you go. There's Australian people like, I might like walk about or something. Right. They're around. The, so like another half of those are on a walkabout. They're on a walkabout. That's, yeah. And then you got the outback. Yeah. There's people lost. They don't vote. And then the people uh, eaten by sharks and the crocodile hunters dead. And then, uh, the Aborigines, do they count? I don't know. I don't, not <laughs> sure yet. And then if you, what I'm saying, if you fly, if you go there tomorrow, if you fly, stand, fly to Australia, yeah. get off the plane, vice, you can at least become vice president. <laughs> like there's no job competition and there's only six states, at least right. senator. Yeah. It's, it's, so they're saying that's why the razor blades are able to hit the strawberries because this is an opening. Is there anybody working there? It's probably somebody, somebody left. Yeah, no one's <laughs> left, or you're killing off the last, the other guy you're trying to be who also wants to be senator. Yeah. <laughs> you're killing off the competition. This sounds like a good thing job. to talk about the Stuck in the Middle podcast. They should, they should count. They should get you're unstopping. right. They should be on Stuck in the Middle. <laughs> if you're, and also, if you're going to, if you're going to put needles in something to kill off half your population, yeah. a fruit, don't make it strawberries. It's bad. It's for the kids. We've already got them with the candy. We want their kids eating strawberries. Do Come it on. With think durian about- or something or something's gross. Do it broccoli. <laughs> exactly. You know, no one wants that anyway. Last news story of the week. Buffalo Bills. We're going to American football. All right. We're going all around the world today. ESPN.com, a little website. Buffalo Bills. Dante Davis shocks his team by quitting the NFL at halftime of a game. He pulled a, what's her name? Hannah Gatsby. He pulled the Hannah Gatsby. Did he go out on top? Did he uh, give a speech? Vontae Davis, by the way. But did he give a a speech saying, uh, I can't accomplish, I I don't want to, the Buffalo Bills are a self-deprecating team. I think they are. He he didn't want to do it. They're an oppressed, they're an oppressed team. They have never won a Super Bowl. He didn't want to do any more self-deprecating football. Yeah. Four Super Bowl losses in a row. They had OJ Simpson's their greatest player. Oh God. They've had a lot of problems and they're, they stink this year. So. Although they did just have a big win, but at the time of us quitting, they was terrible. He said, "F this, I'm out." Yeah, pull to Gatsby. This is gonna be the new move. Well, if it is, we should we should do this with the podcast, literally. Well, we might. Be we don't have a to. choice. Yeah, I, I will say this: if he's uh, if he really is pulling a, a Hannah Gatsby, then he'll win Player of the Year <laughs> at be. the end of the season, yeah. NFL Player of the Year award. Like Hannah Gatsby, I think won Comedian of the Year. Yeah, he should have at least done something like kneeled or something, or done something. To contra- take he it just up a notch. quit. One of his teammates, uh, somebody Alexander, said, "I've never have seen it ever." Yeah, he quit in the middle of the game at halftime. Literally, he, he just said, left. Pop Warner High School, college, the pros. I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. It's just completely disrespectful to his teammates. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I think he's clearly trying to win an award. Yeah. And I'm going to encourage, you know, our soccer season's back going again. Yes. And we, as I'm not coaching again, but the coach said to me, he looked at me after the first practice and he's like, this is going to be a long season. And it? cause once again, I got no ringers a third time's a charm, no ringers on this team. So if we keep piling up the losses, I might encourage Teddy Kaplan to, uh, yes, walk away at halftime, walk away <laughs> at halftime. Pull a Hannah Gatsby. No more self-deprecation, Teddy. I've got enough mileage out of you. Speaking of pulling a Hannah Gatsby, this could be our last episode. We might be pulling a Hannah Gatsby right now. Anything you gotta say? Closing thoughts. If this is the end of the podcast, you want to thank the fans. Want I want to fa- I want to thank the fans. I want to thank cisgender Kaplan. I want my goddamn live podcast money. <laughs> I do too. I haven't gotten it. <laughs> All right. I Sorry, don't... Randy. We're never getting paid. We'll see. <laughs> You're not getting an anniversary gift. Possibly for the last time ever, Kaplan. What should we do? Let's get lost. I want to say that you. Before we go, I want you to really buckle down this week. I listen. I do the audio. I edit every episode. I'm pulling the curtain back. I do, right? I put these together every all I'm asking you is to go go to Ikram, go to producer Randy Lee, take them out, get them drunk, do whatever you have to do, get us our pod back. But if this is the last time ever, 
Get All right. Lost. You know, I was going to go to the gym after this podcast, but I'm going to, that's it. Just these, I'm going to go out in these gym clothes. I'm going drinking tonight. Binge, I'm going to save the pod. Binge drinking. We need, you're challenge. our only hope. You've given me a challenge. Cisgender Kaplan. Cisgender Kaplan's not back down from a challenge, <laughs> but he doesn't have to be cisgender if it'll help tonight with the gang. <laughs> we might change that. Stay tuned. Get lost. <laughs> Thank you, Jonah Kessel. <laughs> Get Наступили